The word of the day is homeostasis. And the question of the day is, is it your friend or is it your enemy? That's what we're going to talk about. So this audio that I recorded was on the road. So you're going to have to pardon some road noise. Not the best, but I'm bringing the heat best I can on the content side. This is episode 15. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty, to rise up and lead. The future of the United States, and even the world, is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Homeostasis. My attempt at summarizing the dictionary definition is homeostasis is the tendency toward a state of balance or equilibrium, uh, especially in physiological processes. So it's most commonly used in science terminology, you know, describing like living organisms. The human body has the ability to maintain a state of homeostasis. Uh, otherwise, we'd be, you know, we'd be in a lot of trouble, especially living in Arizona. If our bodies could not maintain homeostasis in regards to, you know, your internal temperature, you'd be in a world of hurt here in August. So because we do have that ability, when our body perceives external feedback like 115 degrees of dry, beautiful heat, it reacts in a way to combat the feedback, to prevent the internal temperature from straying beyond where it has decided is healthy and comfortable. So you begin to sweat without even thinking about it. It's all automatic. You begin to sweat and the liquid sweat evaporating off of your skin creates a cooling effect to cool you down this is all part of maintaining homeostasis. So it's just, it's an interesting thing to think about. I think it's interesting. Hopefully you think it's interesting because we're going to talk about the way that this is at play in your life beyond just keeping you uh, alive, beyond just keeping your core temperature where it needs to be, beyond just keeping your blood pressure where it needs to be, your blood sugar. Um, there is a psychological homo- homeostasis that is at play in everyone's life and uh, I think that it is beneficial for us to to analyze this a little bit to look at it and to consider whether or not this is your friend or your enemy so I would argue that in the scientific sense that we discussed before you know speaking strictly physiologically I mean I'm gonna go ahead and say it's your friend right it's a good thing. Reptiles are cold-blooded, so my understanding is they don't have the same ability to, you know, maintain homeostasis from a temperature standpoint. So that's why you have a little heat lamp for your lizard. Anyway, 
when it comes to physiologically or sorry psychologically now when it comes to this the question is it your friend is it your enemy I'm going to fast forward and tell you that my opinion now is that it is both I'm more interested in focusing on how it's your enemy and how it's my enemy and in what ways that is true so uh, if you follow me on social media, I was I had a little rant on this the other day, and it just has not left my mind. It's been on my mind ever since, and uh, it's made it into some of my my calls with clients this week. We've been discussing homeostasis, and so I wanted to just kind of continue that conversation here. So I want you to take someone for let's just uh, create this avatar named uh, Larry. All right, Larry is a salesman, and Larry's performance determines his income he's not on a salary he is strictly commission and this is you know real life for millions of people real life for me for the for the majority of my career I mean sales straight sales commission that's that's the world I come from you know and by the way people that aren't from that world you know sometimes are very confused by why anyone would choose to go into a world of straight commission, you know? And I've got really good friends, really intelligent, successful friends that uh, they're employees, um, they're professionals, they work in a hospital or for a big company, and they do well, they're amazing. They talk to me about the kind of work that I've done in the past and, and still do now, and they're just like, dude, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I'm sorry, I just could not handle the feast or famine thing and you know it's interesting people on the other side of the discussion feel oftentimes very similar about having a salary or having a um, a relatively set compensation plan it freaks them out so if I had to say I was on one of those ends I would definitely say I'm on the latter um, I'm, I'm more freaked out by someone telling me you know how much money I was going to bring in versus it being up to me. So back to Larry. Let's just say Larry is used to making 20 grand a month. He has been selling different products for years and years. Larry has had his good years. He's had his less than good years, but they've always been somewhat around an average that average for him is $20,000 a month is his gross income so what's interesting is Larry can be cut from his current company or the product he's selling could become no more for whatever reason right it just becomes irrelevant it's like the guy selling the guy selling uh, fax machines you know one day he just figured out that uh, he wasn't going to be selling fax machines anymore. So one door can close and because of homeostasis, what I'm telling you is give Larry just a little bit of time. He will be back somewhere selling something, making about 20 grand per month because there is a set point inside of Larry. There is an average that's been determined. It is largely influenced by his subconscious self-image of who he is, what he's capable of, what he's worthy of, what he deserves. Um, it's also driven by 
you know, the ego's sense of what is safe. Um, you know, we all want safety. We, we avoid risk naturally. And, uh, so part of that is our true, our true self does that to an extent, but ego is, is obsessed with it. You know, our ego self is the one that is constantly looking for danger where there is no danger and is the one that's looking for reasons to be concerned, um, looking for things to be attached to. So that's why I threw that in there. I think, um, anyway, so there's a safety there. Okay. It's interesting that even though he's selling a different product at a different company in a different market, in a different economy, the guy tends to find his way to his nice, comfortable homeostasis of 20 grand a month. If you think this sounds like just a one-off story, I'm telling you my experience of being in the sales world for like almost 10 years, I'm telling you this is very, very real for a lot of people in that space. Uh, typically what it looks like is the first few years in an industry like full commission sales, you know, there's a sharp increase from year one to year two to year three, somewhere around there, you tend to land into a state of homeostasis and the increase, you know, slows or stops altogether. And it's, it's really kind of like a plateau from there on. Because of this, I want to suggest that homeostasis can be your enemy. Okay, the very thing that helps drive Larry to regaining his familiar income, we could say that's a friend, that's a, that's a, a power he has. It is also the thing that limits him. Now, this isn't to suggest that everybody absolutely needs to go make more money than they're making now or double their income, double their revenue, triple their revenue. I don't want to just blindly make that assertion. I do want to suggest that most people that are in that world, they're in that world because they have a hunger for growth and they want increase and improvement. I don't know anyone that's excited about the idea of maintaining a flat, line. You know, we, we invest in the stock market because we believe it over time always goes up. Uh, even with the, the volatility, the ups and the downs, you know, over time, I was just reading the other day, I guess over the last 88 years, the S and P 500 has returned a 10% return over that time. Um, so yeah, everybody's in for the increase. At least we say we are. And I would, I would contend that if, if more, if more of us really had a glimpse of just how capable we are, just how much we've been equipped with, just how powerful we are being offspring of God, the ultimate creator, if we really had an idea of everything that he's blessed us to be able to do, we would think a lot bigger. We would aim a lot higher and we would be even more insistent on breaking out of these long periods of homeostasis in particular areas of our life. So homeostasis, your friend, your enemy. What I want to suggest is that there are areas in your life right now where it's likely you have been flat for quite some time. 
So I'm just going to make some suggestions here. I want you to think about how much are you reading? Like how much do you study? Whether that's studying the word of God, you know, scripture, whether that's just studying good nonfiction self-development, whether it's studying history, current events. I don't know many people that wouldn't agree studying and learning and gaining new edu- new knowledge is, is, imp- is important to them. So that's the first question. How much do you study? Um, how much do you exercise? Like how consistently do you exercise? And I mean getting a really good workout. Heart pumping, sweat pouring, endorphin releasing, just killer workout. Um, how often do you date your wife? You know, when's the last time? Be radically honest. Like, when have you guys gone on a date without the kids? Had a great date. You know, how frequently does this happen? Um, For how long have you had about the same bank balance? If you were to just take a snapshot, six months ago, 12 months ago, 18, 24, three years ago. I mean, are we talking about about the same bank balance? How about your debt balances? What about your weight? Like, for better or for worse, you know, has your weight been about the same? I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you've got your optimal weight and you're happy where it is, and if so, great. If you're overweight and you've been wanting to not be overweight, for how long have you been about the same weight? So these type of things will just call to attention for us, you know, wow, homeostasis, it's like everywhere, all over the place in my life. There's all this balance in things that I don't really want balance in. I'd rather change it, change the set point. Um, How do we do it? How do we do it? Because we've all heard people talk about fad diets and how they are not a good idea, right? It's like the guy that's like, all right, man, I'm done. I'm done being fluffy. I'm done with the extra three inches. Here we go. I'm eating carrots for a month, you know, carrots and, uh, carrots and (laughs) I don't know. Uh, what was I trying to think of? Who knows? Doesn't matter. He's going to eat the carrots. He's going to hate his life. And then he's going to relapse into probably the craziest sugar binge of his life. And it's like, he'll have a cool story to tell, but come on, you're not going to eat carrots the rest of your life. So that's why diets, fad diets, they get a bad rap. And I would suggest that, you know, the same is true for, uh, some kind of extreme sprint in one of those other areas, right? Same with the physical side, same with the, you know, the study side, I guess. I mean, same with the dating side. I mean, geez, if you just say, all right, we're getting a babysitter for a month and we're hanging out every day. We're going to make up for lost time. We're going to really get our marriage to the next level. I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't think that's going to work out well. You know, my wife and I have been on long vacations before and I think she's, she's done with me after, you know, about a week, you know, not like done with me, but you get it. Like, Hey, time to go back to life. Time to see some other people. So while I'm not advocating any of that, what I do want to suggest is that we can make commitments to stretch our current production 
commit to a certain period of time, commit to a certain metric in each area, and get excited about the commitment, make sure it's ca- you know encapsulated and packaged in a way that is very clear so you can't cheat. But the key is to make the things you're committing to do, make them things you could do every day for the rest of your life. So this is kind of building on you know the last episode I recorded, I talked about the four S's. Um, I'm, I'm 58 days, 58 days into my 60 days of the daily Tetra, 30 minutes of sweat, 30 minutes of study, scribing every day in my journal and some form of stillness. Here's the thing about doing something like that. It will absolutely move you out of homeostasis. It will absolutely push you towards a new set point, a new normal, a new familiarity. It'll create new habits. And the best part about it is that none of those things is like eating carrots for a month. Every one of those things you can do for the rest of your life. And I just want to challenge you to give this some thought. I want you to ask yourself, how can you break out of homeostasis? Escape the gravitational pull towards equilibrium and get to another level. All right. That's a little peek inside my head. What's going on? I hope that uh, this... I mean, my hope is that it sparks thoughts. That's really it. I hope that this just starts a conversation internally about, man, maybe I have been plateaued in these areas for a long time and wow I guess it is this homeostasis thing it's a blessing and a curse let's fight back Um, if this has been valuable to you in any way just invite you to share this social media tag me let's get the word out love to share some value love to try to increase the value found in these things so we can you know bring some good to people thanks for listening I love you and uh, talk to you on the next one bye